You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Hi, this is Dr. John Langlois. And I am Dr. Allison Marshall, and you are listening to the special monthly Chi University episode of Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for October 24. Good morning, Horse World. Welcome to our once-a-month look at traditional Chinese veterinary medicine with the Chi University. For our show today, we interview a veterinarian named Caitlin Quinter uh, from a practice in Cement City, Michigan, and she's gonna she's a relatively new Chi grad, and she's gonna bring to the table um, an interesting case that she has, and we're just gonna talk a little bit about how to get acupuncture better understood by veterinarians, by owners, and just really talk a, a little bit about what sort of cases do really well and um, how, to, how to utilize acupuncturists in your area in general. So our guest today is Dr. Caitlin Quinter, who is one of my acupuncture students. Um, what were you, what class were you in, Caitlin? Were you the, the you guys were the COVID class, weren't you, 2020? Yeah, 20, we were 2021. Okay, by the time you got out after COVID and everything. So um, Caitlin practices in Michigan at Countryside Veterinary Service in Cement City, which is an hour south of Ann Arbor. And she's in a, you're in a mixed animal practice, aren't you? Yes. You can hear my Michigan accent climbing right back in my mouth. I kind of laugh at it because <laughs> I grew up there. And so now that I have family to talk to, you're going to hear me sound a little different. But anyway, tell, Caitlin, tell us a little bit about your clinic. And then you've got a case to tell us about today, which I think is pretty exciting. Um, Caitlin's here to kind of talk about the wonderful successes you can have as a new acupuncturist. And then we're going to talk a little bit about um, being a new acupuncturist in a new area. So... Tell us about your practice. All right. So I work at a 10-doctor practice just a little south of Ann Arbor. Um, we total we are a true mixed animal clinic, meaning uh, at least one of our doctors works on all animals. So we have one small animal doctor, and then the remaining nine of us all work on various large animal species. Uh, I work exclusively on horses. Uh, I do a lot of sport horse medicine and a lot of general practice as do a couple other practitioners at my practice. And then we have a couple other doctors that also just do cows and goats and sheep and pigs. Uh, bless their hearts, because I do not enjoy working on any of those things. Um, so we're all kind of widespread in what we enjoy doing. <laughs> yeah. um, but so we're all kind of spread out on what we do. Um, yeah, and uh, the, um, the we are where we are located is quite rural. So we kind of get a combination of show horses and we get some good backyard horses. We've got a healthy smattering of, of kind of everything I get. I don't think there's anything that I don't get to see, which is cool. That's very cool. And it sounds like a great teamwork approach to life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Caitlin, are you the only one in your practice that's doing um, any acupuncture or TCVM? Yes, I am the only one. Um, 
One of my coworkers is certified in spinal manipulation. So he does chiropractic work, um, but I'm the only one that practices Eastern medicine. Very good. So you want to tell us about Miranda. You have a kind of a cool case that you started out with as a fresh acupuncturist. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I have a a very wonderful um, pleasure horse client who does a lot of showing, mostly on the paint horse circuit. Um, I do a lot of lameness work at her barn, uh, do a lot of injections, a lot of x-rays, a fair bit of dental work too. Um, Once I started taking the acupuncture course, she was very excited and she has been super kind to me and has let me experiment on a lot of her horses as I was learning. She was kind of very fundamental to getting my feet wet, uh, sticking needles in places I've never stuck needles before. So um, she's kind of been with me through all of my learning. Um, and she has provided me a lot of different cases to try different things on. And um, the primary cases that I started working on in her barn were your kind of classic, either we had a lameness diagnosis already and wanted to see if we could help them in addition to injections or, or maintenance that way. Um, so I started doing a lot of work on her either old, older horses that were arthritic or some horses that just needed some help prolonging uh, duration of injections, like hock injections, joint injections like that. And then one she kind of threw into the mix one day. She was four at the time and she was like, yeah, she's young. We've not done much with her yet, but we just kind of want to see if we can get her feeling a little bit better before we start breaking her in a little more. So I just started with um, very basic treatments initially with her, um, kind of trying to figure her out. She's a youngster, so she doesn't have many aches and pains, which is very different from what I was used to working on. So kind of got the feel for throwing some needles in her in some different ways, trying some new things. She's a very young, very forgiving mare, which is always exciting when they're not, uh, they're very willing to let you try lots of things. So the, yeah, yeah. what was kind of interesting was as I went through about my third or fourth treatment, I started kind of uh, noticing a little bit of what I would call typical marish behavior, <laughs> just getting a little sassy with pushing on certain areas of her body. She doesn't want to be touched on her low back. She doesn't want to be touched in her girth area. It's not really anything I thought was particularly um, new for a mare. Uh, and after about the fourth or fifth treatment, the owner offhandedly said, oh, yeah, also, I, I said, how's she been doing? How how would you like me? Is there anything in particular you'd like me to focus on for this treatment? And she was like, no, she's doing great. We actually took her off regimate. And I said, whoa, what? <laughs> so this, because this is a show barn, they very frequently put a lot of their horses on regimate, which regimate is a medication a prescription-only medication that's progesterone. So it's something that's used to either influence the way that a horse cycles when you're trying to get them pregnant for various reasons. It's also used to help maintain pregnancy. But another way that it's used is to help control some of the unwanted marish behavior. So the going into heat right in the middle of a show can be really difficult to to show a horse that way. Um, But also sometimes it can kind of help tame down some of the more extreme behaviors that sometimes happen with mares, especially with mares in a large show horse setting. And what I hadn't intended, but was very excited about with treating this mare, um, I didn't even know she was on regimate, <laughs> which it may, makes this even more exciting, um, was that the owner said, yeah, after you started treating her a couple times, she started getting better and better. So we just pulled her off regimate just to see what would happen. And her attitude's been wonderful. 
Um, so I didn't even know what I was treating, which was even more exciting. I just thought I was treating a youngster, um, trying to get some energy levels right with her and um, ended up being able to pull her off of hormone supplementation, which is always um, a really exciting thing because it's not my favorite thing if we have to to manage behavior with with medications like that. For sure. And so when you did go for treating her, you just started with tongue and pulse in your scan. Uh, you, is that kind of how you approached her as uh, she's, she's fine. Let's make her better. Tell us about that. Yeah. Yep. I, so um, the first thing that I did was um, do an overall acupuncture scan. So the way that I like to explain this to clients is that in Western medicine, the way that I perform an exam on the horse is I listen to the heart, I listen to the lungs, take their temperature, look at their gums, and then usually listen to their gut movement. And then I watch them move. So I watch them on a lunge line. Perfect. I flex their legs. Yep. Um, and the there is a version of that in Chinese medicine. It just looks different. And um, I think once I can explain it like that, that kind of helps um, solidify what I'm doing. But there is a very different version of an exam that's done in Chinese medicine that is really exciting because it's a total different way to examine the horse outside of my typical listen to the heart, listen to the lungs, watch it move. So it's it's a whole different way to evaluate the horse, but I think still gets me lots of information in a very different way. And so just based on my my Chinese medicine exam of this horse, I kind of just started throwing needles in in different areas that I thought could really help her. And after a couple of treatments, I th- started um, using a point called Yan Qi. That's been, you guys would know far more about this than me, but it was a point that was recommended um, to help either cycling uh, issues and can sometimes be used as a quote unquote performance point. So it's some, something to use in uh, animals that you're trying to help just improve overall performance. So I started using Yan Qi on her often, and that's when the owner told me that she was able to take her off regime. I don't know if it's happenstance or not, but it was pretty exciting when it did happen. Yeah, Yan Qi, very powerful point. So that, that, that was great to hear. I find that I use Yan Qi a lot because... Um, when you, I do body, you know, body work, chiropractic, spinal manipulation, whatever, a lot of times before my acupuncture. And there's always a, a really, Yan Chi is right above what we think of as the hip bones that kind of hang, you know, or, or the big solid hip bones. And Yan Chi's right above that. I always find a big knot of muscle right in there. So I use the point a ton for performance and that sort of thing. And, you know, who knows? I think that's kind of the fun of acupuncture is that, each point has what three to seven different, or sometimes more than that, different sort of um, meanings behind the point or um, purposes behind the point. And so it's really cool when you get all those purposes come together and and flow the body a little bit better. That's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they plan to breed her this year, I guess. Is that great? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Just a couple of weeks ago, I was there. Um, and believe it or not, I'm actually going to her farm tomorrow to acupuncture a couple more horses. So I'll follow up again. But um, awesome. just a couple of weeks ago, she told me that she was she was going to be on the list of horses to breed this year, which is another really exciting thing uh, for this mare in particular, because she has very lovely lines. So she, she should be a really nice mare to breed. And the fact that we were able to help out some of the behavior issues, I think, is what made them excited to, <laughs> to actually breed her this time. That's really cool. Really cool. 
So are there any other, it sounds like as you kind of came into your practice, you started um, off with the cases that came to you, which were a lot of musculoskeletal. Is that, is that kind of, tell us more about how you use acupuncture and then how you kind of helped your colleagues understand how to use you to use the acupuncture. That's always, you know, uh, that's always interesting because for me, when people say, well, what, what is acupuncture good for? Well, technically anything, which is kind of vague. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it is. It's um, just a couple of weeks ago, one of my colleagues asked me, he said, what should I be telling people um, in order to get your name out to them or what you do? Um, what, what should I tell them? And I said, you know, I don't, I don't know that I have a great answer for that. Um, but I can tell you that if you have, if you have a horse, I think my favorite ones to work on are the horses that have vague issues. The he's not lame, but there's he doesn't have the same um, he doesn't have the same forward movement under saddle. He's not as re- reactive or responsive to leg pressure. He's not as responsive to um, he's not as willing to get collected. But we don't you know we had a vet out. I think that's the area that I always start is, is please, can I do a lameness exam? Can I watch them go? Or can someone else watch them go? Um, make sure that there's nothing that we're missing. Um, but, but those are, I think the vague ones are my favorite ones because mm-hmm. I think more often than not, it's, there's energy that's, that's stuck somewhere. And, and that's the purpose of acupuncture is releasing energy that's stuck. Um, stuck energy mm-hmm. makes pain. And so I think those are actually been my favorite to tell colleagues is like, you know, just the generic poor doer, the one that just isn't quite right under saddle, or we didn't ride him all winter and now he's just something's off. Um, Those are the the ones I think that are the most rewarding to work on. Um, But anything, anything that's stiff, sore, um, it is always, I think, a good candidate for acupuncture. And that is, that's kind of how I got my start was um, I started on a lot of older horses that owners just wanted to do whatever they could. Um, the horses were usually almost always on pain meds of some sorts. And uh, usually the ones that I was were able to convince acupuncture on were the ones that joint injections weren't working anymore. We've injected them for X amount of years and now they're not responding. So we've stopped doing injections, but we want to try something else. So um, I think acupuncture is a good alternative. I think the thing I like about it the most is that it's very safe um, when performed by a veterinarian. So when it comes to a lot of horses in my practice are insulin resistant, unfortunately. So I have lots of horses that are, that are diabetics and joint injections are risky. There's steroid in joint injections sure. and we know that that can cause feet issues. So um, I think those have been the primary ones is either as an alternative uh, to injections when injections have stopped working or, um, or just the, the generic poor doer have been the ones I've been working on the most. Caitlin, what I found over many, many cases is, you know, uh, the client would say, yes, we typically, and these are, I do a lot of high performance horses. So they're like got a routine of twice a year, we inject the hocks and stifles or whatever else might be uh, in the veterinarian's uh, uh, call. But I tell them, well, our goal is over the next three to six months, we're not going to do any more injections any longer. We won't be necessary. And, you know, that sounds mm-hmm. pretty confident and and a little bit, um, you know, cocky, but I, I've been able to take them all off of, for the most part, of these injections. Because when we use TCVM and we use it in a, in a good way and we use it over a number of treatments, 
Um, and then there, that mindset of having to do the hawks and the stifles, which I think, again, is quite overdone, um, and with the mm-hmm. problems with the side effects of steroids. So it's a great goal to say that, you know, we can actually, um, sure, use them a time or two, but we're going to wean you off of them and not have to do that any longer. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think that's my that's my way to get my foot in the door sometimes is if I can't convince clients um, one way or another, I say, well, let's just use it in between joint injections to see if we can at least prolong the effect of our injections. Absolutely. And I do think that it makes a difference. And I, and I do, I, that's kind of, I think the way that we can kind of compromise, like let's do a little bit of, of what you were hoping and let's do a little bit of what I was hoping and, and help the horse both ways. Right. And then one more question, you know, when you were working with Miranda's owner, um, did you ever uh, talk to her or say that maybe we could try an herbal formula because uh, Jing Tong uh, at, uh, has a TCVM formula called stop stopping heat or heat stopping formula. And I have used that in cases where, you know, regimate for its reasons, sometimes cost, sometimes others, but that the heat stopping formula is another alternative to when you're working with trying to balance it acupuncturally, that that can be a good go-to. That's a great thought. I, um, I am not well versed in, in herbs yet. That's on my list of, of, to do's is to get a little bit more well-versed in those. Um, but I think it's, it's a, it's a great alternative option. Um, but I, I have not used it yet. I'd be curious to try it though. And I was also told that, you know, there's certain things that acupuncture does better than others. And when I first started, they said reproduction can be trip pretty tricky to do a lot like skin cases and allergies, but I found the complete opposite. I had fantastic success. So I'm hoping again, Miranda's owner will let you follow up and keep the animal well balanced going into breeding season and be successful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hope so too. So wonderful. And, um, you know, we were going to talk after, uh, after our, the interview about, you know, how we can open ourselves up to even further, you know, not just one client, but getting into having many, many clients that uh, will embrace this medicine and, you know, some of the, some of the ways to go about doing that. So, um, do you have other, uh, clients in the area going up into Ann Arbor that would be open to doing acupuncture? And if so, how do you get their attention? Great question. Um, I always, uh, I, I, joke about this, but it's not really a joke. I'm not a good salesman. And I think that that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I like that about myself because I think that I, you know, I, I can't really show up on a farm and say, look at all the things I can do for you. Um, but it means that the conversation comes in naturally. So um, I, I do, I have lots of clients that are open to it. Um, it's getting the word out. That's, I think the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. I just actually, um, I just went to a barn a couple of days ago to do a pre-purchase and it's not a barn I routinely work at. Um, uh, I think I've only been there once before, but so um, I don't know them. And I, as I was there watching the horse go, um, it, it what would have been a great opportunity for me to say, this horse could really benefit from acupuncture. It just doesn't come naturally to me. So I'm getting better at, at saying something like that. But the barn owner just happened to say, I'm in the process of looking for a new acupuncturist. Do you know of anyone in the area? Isn't that nice? <laughs> and I was like, clearly I'm not getting the word out well enough because I am 20 minutes, 30 minutes away from you and you didn't know I existed. Right. So <laughs> I need to do better at getting my name out. But um, I do, I have, there's a small pocket. I think the, 
majority of people that I find I have the most success with are people who are looking for alternatives in the beginning, um, people who are open to uh, different ideas, different approaches. Um, but I, there are a fair, especially um, especially closer to the Ann Arbor area, there are a lot of people up there who use acupuncture themselves. And I think that's the best way to have to, to, to know whether you like it or not is get it done on yourself. And then you really start to, to kind of, Oh, okay. I feel the difference. I, I did that exact thing myself. Um, I got dry needled several times before I even signed up for the acupuncture course. And that was part of what made me say, huh, maybe, maybe this stuff is, is actually helping me. Um, so I think sometimes when you're closer to cities, people just have more exposure to, there's a lot more clinics in that area that would do something, um, alternative like acupuncture, but we are, we're getting there. And I'm, what I'm learning is I think I need to speak up more because a lot of people in my, my area are open to it. I'm just not good at speaking up enough. I'm not much of a salesperson either for whatever it's worth, Caitlin. And I find that um, after 18 years in practice, the people that I have gone to for acupuncture actually refer to me now and they'll, or whatever, you know what I mean? The chiropractors in the area, they, mm-hmm. the human side can actually refer back to us even more. So we just, we have to keep doing what we're doing and remember to be dual in our approach to things. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just, I think, I think sometimes the presence and your successes speak for themselves. And I think also, Caitlin, just one more little tip, and I found it to be very helpful. And I would go and do my AccuScan tongue and pulse, just peek in their mouth and slip my fingers down and and do a quick little scan. Uh, Even if they didn't have any, any idea what I was doing, the question usually comes up is, what are you doing? And then you have an avenue to be able to talk about it, whereas opposed you imposed any salesmanship. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Yeah. I think when it, when I can work and when I can do and talk, I think it, it helps a lot. And I say the same thing about the Western medicine that I practice too. I'm not a good salesman. Um, I, I kind of let it come up naturally as I'm working with the horse. That tends to be the, the best way to, um, for me to work at least. So Caitlin, thank you so much for coming to talk with us today. Um, you just gave a great perspective on acupuncture in general and a new graduate and really what you're seeing a lot of in your area. And uh, so anybody who wants to contact Caitlin, it's Dr. Caitlin Quinter, Q-U-I-N-T-E-R. And she is with Countryside Veterinary Service in Cement City, Michigan, which is about an hour south of Ann Arbor. It sounds like with all those vets, they can cover a pretty good area. Um, Her clinic phone number is 517-547-6701. And she has allowed us to use her email too, which is kquinterdvm, which is k-q-u-i-n-t-e-r-d-v-m at gmail.com. Thanks so much for joining us, Caitlin. That was awesome. Yes, thanks for having me on. It was very fun. Thank you, Caitlin. Uh, Caitlin presented us with a very interesting case about uh, a mare that she had done some things with her typical Western medicine, but then having training over the last several years in TCVM, she tried to introduce the client, uh, hey, could we try some acupuncture to see if we could uh, maybe affect the, her name was Miranda, a little bit better. And lo and behold, she used some specific points for uh, w- one of the concerns that they had is that she was kind of showing that uh, kind of angry mare syndrome. Maybe her heats were irregular um, in a sense, or maybe constant in some 
some fashion. So she wanted to try and figure out if she could regulate and the horse was on reg- regimate. So um, this case is a, a great example of saying, okay, well, we have this training in TCVM. How can we get it um, introduced? And one of the things that I found interesting that Caitlin uh, admitted that she wasn't um, that much of a salesperson for her medicine and that um, maybe she would try to do better, but that's her nature. And I said, well, I understand that, but um, if you just uh, begin doing some of your examinations and discussion and, and talking, and that's what I do with my clients, a lot of times I will really go out and just start talking to them about it and and reaching forward and saying, you know, TCVM can be very helpful in this instance. And obviously, in this case, it was. And uh, I mentioned uh, along the way to Caitlin that if we if we really begin to just do our, our TCVM tongue and pulse and do an AccuScan, which is going through the body and the channels and seeing what we see, we can then begin to have a conversation about what shows up and perhaps how we might be able to help that with TCVM. So that that was Caitlin's case, and it was very interesting. But one of the things that Allison and I would like to talk about is how do we how do we get it out there to the general equestrian horse owner, out to colleagues and so forth? How can we get this out a bit so that it is even more mainstream and, and, you know, what methods could we use? And we've all had this and, and Allison, I'm sure, sure will share. We've all had to introduce ourselves and the medicine out there in the field. Otherwise, n- nobody knows you're there. So, mm-hmm. Allison, you were commented earlier about how you began to integrate your training into your practice. Well, and integrate is kind of a funny word because um, unlike many of, I think you were an integrative practitioner, so you continue to practice your Western medicine and as does Caitlin. So you guys are actually given more opportunity to say, hey, this is a great uh, time or a great situation in which we could try some Chinese medicine, some acupuncture, some herbs. I, I kind of crashed into the whole thing um, only doing alternatives. So in 2005, I did something really stupid was that I enlisted my first six months of that year in veterinary um, manipulation or chiropractic school. And then the second six months was acupuncture school. And I would highly recommend that people <laughs> divide that up a little bit more. And to top it all off, I found out on January 11th um, that year that I was pregnant. So it became a, a roller coaster of a year. But um, I did have a veterinarian in this area who I had worked for who did both chiropractic and acupuncture and said they went really well together. So he was booked quite a bit out. And, um, you know, I didn't other than, well, no, I can't say that. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of advertising or anything like that in under my belt either. But what I did do was um, the local uh, hunt club asked me to come and give a talk to them about Chinese medicine. Um, I would go to pony club, you know, I would, I would try to do demonstrations for people. And I, I preferred to do the demonstrations because uh, horses so often love their acupuncture. And of course, I must admit that I strategically tried to get horses that I knew love their acupuncture. So I wouldn't purposefully scare people, but you know, I'd say 
at least 90% of horses love their acupuncture needles. So I think that demonstrations um, for different horse groups, we have a, a rusty stirrups uh, group up here. I don't know if that's a national thing, but it's a pretty cute name for old people's riding club. And um, so I would do demonstrations for them and just kind of talk about um, how it makes the horse better. And um, one thing you and I talked about, John, is just word of mouth. You know, once you get yourself out there and, uh, and people see how well chiropractic and acupuncture and TCVM and Twina and all, once they see how well horses respond to this, then it's really fun. Um, I get, I get referrals in that way all the time. How about you? Yeah. And you know, every horse person is about their horse. So that's what we try and make it about. And I think it's almost a mutual or if I could use symbiotic relationship whereby sure. the horse people and the horse owners and the equestrians, they need to reach out to find it. And the veterinarian that has TCVM training needs to reach <laughs> towards them to, um, to be able to, to, to get it understood. And, um, you know, I, I was, uh, trained here in Ocala, which according to the Florida people or Ocala people, that's the horse capital of the world. Uh, <laughs> Kentuckians might dispute that. However, Oh, the Virginians will dispute it too. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so we I had, are the horse capital of the world, Virginia and Maryland. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, and I, Go ahead. I, I would have lots of students ride with me over time and they would say, you know, there's 145 uh, practitioners within a 30 mile radius. And a lot of them have graduated from the chi. And how am I ever going to get my foot in the door doing this? And I said, well, if you are well-trained and you are good at what you do with the number of horses in our area, you will not have a problem. But I, like you, I went to uh, campers clubs, you know, the 12 to 15 year olds that are getting together for two or three days doing eventing. I would go to the local tax store or um, feed store. Yep. And I would just do, I made up a little PowerPoint presentation because, you know, here's, here's what it does, you know, how it, this is how acupuncture works in very simple terms. Um, and that just got the word out. And then I would create little brochures that I would leave at various places and say, if you want more information, contact me or uh, contact some, uh, the Chi or whatever. So I think it's a process whereby you've got to um, do a little bit of salesmanship um, in a sense, and it's not necessarily salesmanship, but it's actually showing them the the benefits uh, of acupuncture and this medicine for their horse. And that's that's getting the word out there. I totally agree. And I, I really, I, I am much like Caitlin admitted, I just am not a salesperson. You know, I even, I was just in Maryland last week. I've got a good four days worth of 12 hour days up in Maryland once a month. And I went to a barn that I knew of and I knew it was owned um, by someone who was a really uh, classy senior rider that I had, I'd seen her horses, I bet five years ago. And, you know, she, she said, she looked at me when she, when I came in to see this young lady's horse and she said, don't I know you? And I said, yeah, I've worked on your horses before. And she said, oh, I think so fondly of you. And I guess I've, I don't ever want anybody to feel pressure that they've got to use me on a certain number of times or whatever. I, I tend to be less salesman and I feel like, if they need me and if it, you know, if it works, then they come and the good, uh, the good results really speak for themselves. And I've, I've 
got more business than I can handle most weeks, which is a great problem to have. And I just think that's the acupuncture and the chiropractic really are, are great modalities. And then they can be useful to rebalance so many bodies. The ones we think are healthy, we can get them healthier. The ones that have a problem, we can get them healthier. I, I was joking, uh, John, with you before we started this, but I, d- I dabbled in a little bit of dogs and cats when I first started acupuncture in 2005. Um, and <clears throat> it was funny because I would invariably get the 15-year-old dog that couldn't jump up on the sofa anymore that had a a liver tumor and heart failure and asthma. And you kind of go, Oh my goodness, where do I begin with this? You know, as a, as a new practitioner, that just seemed like I would get, I don't want to say the train wrecks, but the complicated cases. But the beautiful thing is, is that it helps them. You know, you put a needle in anywhere and, and somehow that organizes the energy in many different ways and not to continue on, on that note. But I, I remember um, doing a little paralyzed dachshund before I was really strictly horses. And she came to me in a laundry basket um, because she couldn't walk. And after the third electroacupuncture treatment, she was walking again. But what was even more miraculous is that she was a wire hair dachshund. And I didn't know that until we fixed her back because then her hair grew back. So, and, and don't forget horse people out there that weakness and paralysis are at the opposite. They're along a spectrum of, of neurological or neuromuscular compromise. So electroacupuncture is miraculous for hind end weakness. It's, it's really the only thing we have for weaknesses. So. Yeah, and I, and I, you know, being a teacher for the last 15 years, um, I find it, you know, just very normal for me to get around a horse and start talking um, about, yeah. you know, whatever the problem might be or whatever it is and just share what I'm finding. And then, um, you know, and I, I don't. Does, there, does your wife ever get tired of you talking? <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Yes. I'm just poking at you. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah. And so I just kind of go through the, the animal and begin talking. And lo and behold, the conversation evolves into um, maybe having them help me. And so I'll introduce them to some uh, t- techniques of Twena. Right. Uh, I have a curry on a stick brush and some other things that I tools that I can use. I can show them how to use a moxa <laughs> stick. And what we have here now is a team effort helping a particular problem that we're trying to solve. And I can't remember ever being in a situation where a horse owner, uh, a trainer, a groom said, no, I'm not doing that. They all want to help. So if you show them how, it's like this big team effort to get the best results possible. Oh, for sure. And quite often um, when I'm out seeing a, my, one of my usuals, you know, for the, the biannual or every two or, you know, three or four month uh, kind of recheck, we, I touch in on diet, you know, Chinese food therapy is such a big deal. So you're right. I think when we can integrate the owner into the integrative medicine then, um, you know, a little bit of Twina, which I think we've talked about on the podcast is kind of a, a Chinese version of body work, but it gets the energy moving. So if I find stuck muscles often in the croup or where we talked about that point is called Yan Chi kind of up over the hips, I'll show my, my, my owners usually ask me, is there anything I can do? Well, by golly, there is, there <laughs> let is. me, yes. let me show you how to do it. <laughs> so it's kind of cool that, 
um, TCVM is, is so, I, I used to describe it as it is so, it makes my head hurt worse than vet school that ever did because it is so simple yet so complex. And in its simplicity, it is available to many, honestly. Yeah. And, and I, I like, um, it was interesting because I talked to my wife. Yes, I was talking to her this morning <laughs> and she and told her what we were going to talk about. And she says, well, it's like pay it forward. And what that, mm-hmm. if you have everybody saw the movie, it's about, you know, doing something and, and doing something in kindness or an effort to be successful and then bringing it forward and let that next person do. And where this plays into our TCVM is, Give me the feedback. Give me a testimonial. Tell me how well it worked. Tell others how well it worked. And that is the way that certainly the word of the mouth and success gets um, brought forward. And I have also done this with my students is sometimes I say, you know, I'm not successful in a particular case. Maybe help a little bit or maybe we don't help at all. It's important that we recognize and discuss those as well. So um, I think I think having that rapport with your clients and, and asking them, well, what, where have you had your success in and somebody doing massage or somebody doing uh, MagnaWave or somebody using physiotherapy or homeopathy? Or what is it that they've done that you've done? And bring that all together as a holistic approach. For sure. No, I think that's really astute. I like the pay it forward thing. And, and that goes along with the fact that, um, you know, I think, I think that our, our culture, our American culture is kind of getting more and more oriented towards sales, if that makes any sense. And so, you know, I just think that this, this, uh, this medicine doesn't have to sell it. It just proves itself. Not, it doesn't sell itself. It proves itself. And I think that's the whole pay it forward thing. I think that's a really astute observation. Yeah. And one of my favorite songs way back in the day, and I'll date myself, is a mm-hmm. song by Crosby, Stills, and Nash. And it was teach your children well. And yeah. so my thing is teach your clients well. You know, get them out there, get them educated, get them sharing and doing all that and make it, um, again, you know, a cooperative effort. Mm-hmm. Well, and I always enjoy talking about um, the five element personalities with my clients. So, I was you know, just thinking that. <laughs> well, and I, I was, I, you know, people, I'll kind of, it depends on the client, of course. Some of them are more interested in the performance aspects of what we do, and some are more interested in the, the true, deep, full, philosophical component of TCBM, of which there's plenty. And I've yeah. probably said this before, but, you know, I am embarrassingly a psychology and philosophy major. So I have a hard time turning my brain off in the philosophical sense, but I love talking to my clients. And then the question is, well, what element am I? And then the answer always is, well, the answer always is for me, if you're well balanced, you can't tell what element you are. <laughs> That's right. There you go. There you go. Strive but it is. for balance. <laughs> the conversation about the horses leads right into to them. Yes. And I say, well, you know, yes. also we recognize that uh, particular dog that has a look that looks just like the owner. Well, beware, your personality might be the same as your horse as far as Absolutely. five elements. And and how many times, John, have you found that you'll tell somebody what they're what is ailing their horse, and they'll say, "Well, that's exactly where my problem is. Am I giving it to him, or is he giving it to me?" Right, <laughs> right. You're giving it to him. I hate to tell you, but well, I have had a, a, a one case where a woman had cancer, and she was very emotional, and she hadn't ridden her horse in seven, eight months, and I went to see her horses, and they were all sad. 
And I said, they are all wearing your illness. So you're going to have to, you're getting better now. You're going to have to get them to see, go ride them, play some music, do some things to let them know that you're okay because they wear your stuff and you wear theirs. So for my usual quote of the month, we are taking from Carl Jung, one of my favorite uh, philosophical psychologists. If the path before you is clear, you're probably on someone else's. So we look forward to seeing you uh, next month and thanks for tuning in.